Mel Robertson Dares You to Thrive. This is episode five of What Has My Attention. And what has my attention is decluttering spaces from the inside out. Mill Robertson, welcome back. The last time I talked with you on a podcast was April 5th, 2016 on alternativehealthtools.com, the podcast. You and I have a, I, I can, I think I can probably say we have a, an affection, a love for each other because we just have a connection that has never waved in several challenges that uh, were around us, but we never let it affect us. I'm so glad we're reconnecting. So how are you? I am freaking fabulous. Life is amazing. It's so good to see you and connect with you. I love, I love connecting with you. There's definitely a love between us and it's, yep. been, like I lost contact track of when we actually met so yeah just so great yeah, to know. be here and see you uh, well the magic of calendly i just sent you sent you an invite and said schedule with me and it's just like magic here we are and it's so interesting one of the things that was a connection for us which was barbara hand clow a friend yes. of mine hillary ramo just interviewed her on her radio show about what's happening right now with all the planets in retrograde and all the planets that are in capricorn right now and everything that's happening on this planet so it's interesting i just listened to that intro just a couple days ago it was live it was so now we're connecting again oh my gosh full circle <laughs> Yeah, Barbara Handclaw and I uh, worked together at Bear and Company Publishers from about 1985 to 91, 92, 93. Ooh, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so uh, Mel has a business called Decluttering Spaces. And you can just go to alternativehealthtools.com to go to episode 44, which was recorded April 5, 2016. To kind of hear that story because that you know it's like we could repeat it here, but um, I, I I think what I'd like to hear is is uh, just maybe where you've come to since 2016. I mean that's been what four or five years something yeah, like that. Yeah, four years. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's been quite an interesting journey, and what's really been happening, I feel, is that I've gotten an opportunity to do a do-over. When I launched mm -hmm. my business in 2014, so when we just, I was only like two years in business when you and I met, when I launched my business in 2014, I wound up working with a business coach and making really poor business decisions, racking up mm -hmm. a ton of debt, you know, lying mm -hmm. to my ex-wife and causing a bunch of damage. And I left a, a company that I was completely unhappy at. And, you know, all these things happened. And I created this abundance in my life and manifested this $50,000 check where it got me to, you know, be able to create decluttering spaces but then because of all those poor choices I actually had to basically stop focusing on my business for a while and go back to work while I was trying to still build it and mm -hmm. I had to do that for a few years to get out of debt and just two years ago I moved out to Palm Desert California and when I moved to Palm Desert I took the risk to launch my business full-time and not be working for anybody else when I moved to the desert and I did everything that you do in a, in a local networking. I joined the chamber. I got super involved. And my business took off here in the desert in the first two years. And, and, and better, better than it had here in San Diego. Way area. better. I made what I made in my first year in San Diego in my first six months in business in Palm Desert. Nice. Yeah. And, and what was the reason, do you think? I was way... 
I had, I got really more involved in San Diego. I wasn't doing a lot of networking. I was new to owning a business. I didn't know it was involved. I had mm -hmm. small business referral group that I did, but that was pretty much about it. I'd never joined a chamber or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And because I knew I had to go all in, I joined the Palm Desert Chamber and they said, hey, you should really become an ambassador for the chamber and be involved and that will help you get exposure. So I became an ambassador. I went to every ribbon cutting, every event that they put on, they became my priority because as a small business, I don't have a marketing budget. My right. marketing budget is my butt in networking seats. That's my yeah. marketing budget. And so I just said, okay, well, I have this clear calendar because I'm just launching my business. My mm -hmm. priority is going to be their events, their ribbon cuttings, their all of their events. I'm going to make that my priority and I'm going to go to everything. So I became an ambassador. I went to everything and a membership at that time was $300 plus your $50 admin fee or whatever. And in the first per, per year, per, per year. year, yep. And in mm -hmm. the first two and a half months, I got that back eight and a half times. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just from being so involved and within 10 months, I made over $19,000 just from my chamber membership. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. so that's a good story. I'll, I'll share this with the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, which I'm a member of, because that's what you know, it's like people join the chambers and or networking and they think if now that they've joined, you know, that miraculous things are going to happen, but they don't show up. You have you to put it, you have to show up. <laughs> you have yeah. to be at the top of mind. But by doing that, I got my business established under me where I was going into people's homes and helping them with the physical clutter. But then I then I got the opportunity to because I'm I, I I got to this do over so I rejoined the coaching program that I was a part of years ago, and it was a huge risk for me to make the commitment like I, it was the middle of COVID no income is coming in I don't know where money's coming from but I know I need to do this program. So it was in the middle of COVID. Yeah, just start, I just joined it in March uh -huh. actually. So yeah. I made the decision to join in March, but I didn't actually have to make a payment until June. But I made the decision and the commitment. But what happened yeah. was when I made the decision to take on this, this, this coaching program and take on this financial commitment was that I was able to apply for a PayPal credit and get the first three months taken care of. So I was totally relaxed and I hadn't paid anything yet. But then because of COVID and I was able to get the economic injury and disaster loan, I was able to pay for the entire year in full and not have to think about it. So I just started June 1st with the actual coaching component, but I, I paid for the whole thing in full and I don't ever have to think about it. And my series that I'm doing from the program launches in July. So I'll already be monetizing it probably in about three months from that. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So let's give let's give uh, everybody that's listening. You know, it's like I know you guys are plugged in with your earbuds and uh, really probably want to hear a little bit about what Mel really is about when regarding decluttering spaces because it's a whole lot more than just taking care of the physical, right? Yes, absolutely. So quickly in a nutshell, what I really do is I help my clients get free from clutter physical, mental, and emotional, so they can make space for the magic to happen and experience happiness and abundance in every area of their lives. Because it's your birthright to be happy and abundant, and clutter is anything that gets in the way of that. And people want to focus on the physical clutter that accumulates on the outside of this. But what people don't realize is that that's just the symptom like the excess weight that we carry or the too much drinking that we do or the, the other excess gambling, that's just the outside symptom 
of the inner clutter, what I call the it's inner a reflection clutter. Of, it's a reflection of the inner, right? Yeah, absolutely. The outside is just a mirror of the inside. So you have external clutter and then you have internal clutter. And if you try to just focus on the external clutter, you're trying to just put a Band-Aid on a gaping wound and it just keeps bleeding or the clutter just keeps coming back. Nothing, mm-hmm, nothing really mm-hmm. changes. But mm-hmm. if you start to address the inner clutter and make space on the inside, the outside has to change because it's just a mirror. So it makes lasting change and it's a lot easier making the change versus trying to drag yourself up a hill in the middle of January. So I have a question, which I didn't expect to, you know, I don't have a list of questions because we know each other really well. But do you actually have to have a cluttering issue to do work with you? No, I've actually had plenty of clients that come to me not just for clutter. I had a client want to be more effective and efficient in her business and wanted to experience more happiness. She wanted to be able to maintain her happy place and, uh-huh. she, you know, stuff like that. So it comes a range of issues. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's good to know because I'm huge at making referrals. So, you know, I was in a chamber event today online and uh, there was somebody there doing a presentation and it was just like, I just kind of checked out at some point because, um, well, anyway, I just really, really enjoy where you come from. As people can tell, you're an extremely clear communicator. So when we first started talking before I hit the record button, you were talking about something new that uh, you're now doing. What's that? Which one, the CASA or the Summit? Both. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. So I, one of my biggest things I've always wanted to have the time to do is to be able to give back to my community. And I found an amazing nonprofit here in the desert that showed up through a networking event. They were presenting at a networking event called Voices for Children. And they, provi- they put on the court-appointed special advocate program for children and foster care throughout San Diego County and Riverside County here in California. And when mm-hmm. I heard them speak, you just the tears just keep coming and my personal background with foster care is my my brother who committed suicide for those of you that don't know my story my younger my older brother committed suicide when i was 15 years old and he due to his parents we have the same dad different moms but due to his parents being so young he was in foster care and he bounced around from home to home and he was in some really horrible foster homes where if he didn't come home at night on time and meet Mm -hmm. curfew, they just left him out to fend for himself overnight and stuff like that. And when my brother aged out of the system, it was only two years after that that he took his own life. And through my own personal experiences, having a lot of stable adults come into my life through me being in different treatment centers and having different adults come into my life and influence my life, I wanted to be able to give that back to a child, to be a stable force in a child's life. So what I will get to do is I actually get to be the advocate for the child. So I'm an actual officer of the court and Mm. I get to go into the courtroom. I get access to all the child's records. I can talk to all of their teachers, their therapists, everyone in their lives. And then I Myself and the social worker are the only ones that turn in reports to the judge. And the social worker's report is all based on behavior, but my report gives the child a personality. And I get to advocate for the child's needs and interest and making sure they're getting everything they need educationally and extracurricularly and all those things that they need. So it's just something that I'm so blessed. I have my final interview to get my, get assigned my case child um, on this coming Monday. The was that the 8th? I think. Yeah, the 8th. So that's I'm really fantastic. excited about all that. So 
God, Mel, you just don't stop, do you? <laughs> stop chasing the dream, right? No, I mean, I created my business because I wanted time freedom, because I wanted to be able to give back in ways like this. And now it's creating the opportunity to do that. And then the nonprofit just landed in my lap. So. Uh huh. And then what's the other program you're doing? The other program that I'm doing is I am putting on a new online series that launches, that's the word I'm looking for, launches July 13 called Dare to Thrive. July 13th? Yeah, July 13th, Monday, July 13th. How to let go, get unstuck, reconnect to source, and experience happiness and abundance in every area of your life. You can't actually register for it yet. The page isn't live. It won't be live for a couple weeks before, um, the three weeks before the event actually starts. But I'll but make that'll sure be at declutteringspaces.com? Um, no, it's not. It's at daretothrive.net is where it will be. But you have to sign up for it. Um, but that will be mm -hmm. the Is website. the website up? No, that, it won't be up for another few weeks. It's being made oh, okay, right now. Great. So, yeah, and I'll make sure you have all that information. When okay, it's so just so sure. people know, today is June 5th. So this episode won't air for until then, actually. So at the time that people are probably listening to this, it'll be up. So oh, where right. would that be again, the website? Daretothrive.net. Awesome. So what else is what else has your attention? I mean, this is the big thing is lately what has had your attention? Once again, it's June 5th, 2020. There's a whole lot of stuff going with along with racism and anti-racism and COVID. And uh, you can't see her, but there was a little frown and concern going on there. So what, what has your attention, Mel? Yeah, so with COVID happening, when COVID first started, for me, I was... I was experiencing a lot of anger and feeling like I was being controlled once I started to feel that they were going to tell us we needed to stay at home and we couldn't leave our house. And I was really working through a lot of those feelings and getting to the other side of it. And I wanted to just start connecting with people in my community. So I started creating a weekly YouTube check-in video, a quarantine check-in video where I just made myself available, let my community know that I'm here for them. I support you in whatever you're going through. And also just to share whatever experiences I had had mm -hmm. that particular week. One of the weeks my truck actually got broken into and I shared about that and that what kind of a spiritual crisis that was for me. I had kind of a, you know, a crisis of faith during that, that time and just the different mm. things that happened along the way. Um, and now, especially with all of the things that are going on with racism in this country and everything bubbling up to the surface, the video that I'm about to release, I'm editing it later on today and releasing it today for my quarantine check-in is specifically just dedicated to my brothers and sisters of color, just letting them know that I see them, I hear them, I stand here with you. Um, I'm not going to try to say I know anything. I'm just holding space and love and yep. just being yep. there and just knowing that I've got your back. I will stand with you and I'm here for you and just leave my phone number and my email and anybody can call me in any state. I'm just, you need to rant and rave and rage and be angry and express it. I want to hear it. I want to be there. I want to be your witness. I want to see you. So. God, Mel, that's great. That's a great service. I mean, and that's what people need. They don't need to have somebody sit there and tell them how to fix it, right? They right. just need to be heard. And, and, I, you know, that's what I love about what I do, which is holding safe space for other people. Yeah, that's the magic. Yeah. It's just holding the space for people to be seen and heard. And, and ultimately, we, the only way we can change what's going on in the world is by changing ourselves. We have to eradicate mm -hmm. the racism in ourselves, the, the judgment and the hatred and the fears within ourselves that cause all of this to rise up. 
Right, and one way to do that is have a conversation with somebody else. So, like in the case, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a white man. So for me, I'm having conversations with other people that are white, but I'm also having conversations with my black friends too. Because mm-hmm. uh, once again, holding space, I want to hear what they have to say, and but it's what? important because it, it will trigger things within me. Because mm-hmm. largely, I don't think I'm racist at all, but you know, don't really know until you have a conversation. Right, absolutely. To really experience and um, you know somebody else's um, challenges, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, one of the things that I've personally, that I personally feel is I, I as 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 a white woman, I feel so, I feel so sometimes embarrassed and ashamed to be white that sometimes I want to like shave my skin off. Yeah. You know, um, it just really horrifies me what we can do to another human being. And just, I was listening to a woman speak in um, my coaching community, um, a woman of color speak the other day, just how, can't even imagine what it has been like to have basically the foot of the white man on their neck for over 400 years. Mm. Like, we've just had our feet on their necks, repressing them for over 400 years, and it's just so heartbreaking and so just there's just so much shame to be like white for me sometimes i'm just horrified i know i feel the same Absolutely thing it's like horrified. and it's I, I tell people you know i'm i'm done with this you know it's like you know this has got to go this the yeah. whole thing has to go and i i just i don't look at people that way i i mean i love people and i love relationship and it's so f- much fun and interesting to actually talk with somebody that is a different color that is a lives in a different place comes from a different culture mm-hmm. has a whole different way of viewing the world i want to walk in their moccasins you know what yeah, i mean absolutely because that's 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 where the good stuff is yeah. But, you know, part of my problem with uh, quarantine and, uh, you know, gated communities is, you know, people just keep pulling away from, you know, the opportunity to be a part of something larger than them themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I got to tell a quick story, which was with Stephanie, my partner, and I, when I was in, living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I was working with Chris Calloway. She was Cab Calloway's daughter and a singer an awesome performer, and I was uh, managing her, and we were touring. And uh, one weekend, we went up to um, Lanny Garrett's Clock Tower Cabaret in Denver, and uh, it, it was really fun. So that was a Friday night and a Saturday night performance, if I remember right. Well, at the end of Saturday, or Saturday, I should say, at that performance, Chris had a cousin. I don't remember her name, but her, her cousin showed up with her husband and about 10 friends. And they were like all black, you know. Chris is black. She's actually Irish black. Very interesting. Anyway, so at the end of the performance, which was fantastic, um, her cousin invited us out to their, to their uh, hip-hop club in Arroyo. Arroyo. Arroyo? Arroyo. Royal, yeah. So we went there, and I'll never forget. We got out of the car, and it was Chris, myself, and Stephanie, and Chris's cousin. And we get out of the car, and I'm walking ahead with Stephanie, and Chris and her cousin are behind. And I walk in, I walk up to the club, and there is this big black dude. He's like six foot five and probably three hundred pounds. And he goes, "You can't come in here," and <laughs> like that. And Chris and her cousin show up. They go, "Oh, that that's they're fine. They're they're with us." And and Steph and I walked in to this all black hip hop club, 
And what turned out in terms of that evening is, you know, we got a table, we got some drinks, and then they started playing the music. And then one of uh, Chris's cousin's friends grabbed Stephanie and pulled her onto the dance floor to show her some moves. And they were pulling me on the dance floor to show some moves, you know, some hip hop moves and stuff. And we're like, there's probably 100 people there. And I have to tell you, I have never, ever, ever felt more love in my life than at that moment in that club. And I found, you know, we had so much fun and people were so great. You know, this is like, this is what living's all about. It was just about having a lot of fun and being very, very loving and all the respect and everything else was there. Mm. So it can, you know, it's like, it just completely shifted for me a whole lot of any kind of, you know, any kind of thoughts I might have for any color. It's just like, no, no, I want to get to know these people. It's just like my limited, my little life is just teeny tiny compared to the rest of the world and how other people live and the culture and where they come from and everything else. So. My white privileged life, yes. White privileged, yeah, no kidding. So I want to get back to decluttering a little bit. So, so what, wh- what do you find that most people might say that – is kind of a surprise to them when they start decluttering spaces. <laughs> like, what's the what's the big surprise? I didn't realize I had so much. I didn't realize I had so many of these. Oh, is, and now is that the outside stuff or yeah, the inside the stuff? stuff? That's the outside yeah. stuff. But I, I'm working. I love it. I'm working with a, a new coaching client who's been with me for just under a month and who is absolutely on fire and basically doubling down on everything that I suggest her to do. And within just a couple of weeks of her putting the allowing the now practice into place that I share with my clients, just being willing to show up and meet yourself where you are and allow whatever is to simply be so that you can make that space on the inside to start manifesting Uh on the outside. She went back, she was on a trip and she was traveling back home and as she was unpacking, she found that it was much easier for her to just toss stuff instead of put it away as she was unpacking it. She couldn't help but relate it to the fact that she was willing to show up and make the space in her life and how that's already shifting from just a couple weeks of being willing to make the time. And I ask my clients to start with five minutes a day and sometimes it's like one or two because they can't sit still that long. She doubled down like on the second day and started doing 10 minutes a day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the first thing you have people do generally after, you know, five, what, what do people do in five minutes? They, it's all about, I, I stay away if I choose, I choose to call it allowing the now, because ultimately the truth of the matter is all clutter accumulates because of our unwillingness to look at it. We're avoiding mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. we have to be willing to bring our presence to it and actually look at it. And so in order to be willing to do that, and the, because the outside is just a mirror of the inside, that unwillingness to look at all the stuff that it's accumulating out there is just mm-hmm. a mirror reflection of our unwillingness to look within ourselves at the inner clutter that is accumulated. And so the most important thing that I tell my clients they need to do, and if they put this in practice, they, will get, they won't need to pay me for very long, they won't even need my services, is you put this piece into practice then you start to make the changes from the inside out and it starts to happen automatically, little by little. And so putting Mm -hmm. this one piece into practice, allowing the now, which is just being willing to meet yourself in each moment without Mm -hmm. any judgment, Mm 
mm-hmm. without trying to change anything. And it's not meditation because you're not trying to quiet your mind. Your mind could be racing all over the place. Your only job is to witness it. Your only job is to see it exactly as it is and hold mm. space for it and be mm-hmm. just witness it. And it's just like, you know, GPS. It doesn't need to know where the hell we've been in order to get us where we're going. It just needs to know where we're standing right now. Yeah. We just need to know where we're standing right now. And the great thing about the way that I work with my clients is that even though we're dealing with the inner clutter, you don't have to do all this digging and know why. Like, you don't have to know why you hang on to the stuff. You Mm -hmm. don't have to know why or anything. You just have to be willing to meet yourself right where you are over and over and over again. And as you do, you make more space on the inside. And what starts to happen is it's changing vibrationally. And so the outside has to match. So it just starts happening automatically. You can't stop yourself. You start needing more space in your external environment. So you start looking at things. And then it doesn't just affect the physical clutter. Like for me, over years, I just, I was a hardcore carnivore. Never thought I would give up meat. Two years ago, I went vegetarian. Then I became Mm. the dairy-tarian who didn't eat vegetables. I was the vegetarian who didn't eat vegetables, so I called myself a dairy-tarian. Lived off of like three glasses of milk, kefir, and cheese like all day long. I was the dairy-tarian, and I just professed that I would never give up dairy. Well, last December, I went vegan. Never thought that would happen. So all of these shifts continue to change. Like I don't own a TV. I don't consume news and TV. I don't, I'm particular about what I consume with my mind. So not just the outside physical clutter changes, but what you put into your body, what you buy, what you put into your mind, all of those things start to change. Yeah, this is the gem. This is the gem. Just be, yeah, because people just turn on the TV and, you know, have it on and it's sitting there in the background and there's all this stuff that's just coming into your head that you just really don't want. I don't have time for TV. I have so many other things that are, have my attention way more than watching TV. Now, I'm not like dogging on me. The TV for people is a great way to tune out. Like people love sure. to watch their shows. I'm not dogging on that. I personally just, I don't like to watch TV. The word television itself, if you break it down, it's tell a vision. Somebody else is telling you their vision when you yeah. can just tap in, tune into source and create your own vision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not where you're at because what I do is I listen to a lot of podcasts. And when I say I probably have 15 that I subscribe to, do I listen to them all the time? Heck no. But I get to choose. Yes. So it might be it might be Tara Brock, um, who's all about compassion and, you know, that sort of genre, um, Buddhism, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and then I listen to, I listen to, I don't know if you know Sam Harris. He has a podcast called uh, Making Sense. Very cool. So huh? this is about critical thinking and having a conversation. And, you know, it's just fabulous. And, and, uh, and then um, um, Kara Swisher, um, uh, New York Times. Do you know Kara? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, she's great. And, uh, you know, so she's, man, she's killing it in terms of bringing people to what she calls the red seat. So as an example, she had, she grilled Mark Zuckerberg a year or so ago, you know, and it's just like Mark got very uncomfortable because this is a, a very powerful woman that asks some questions that he, I'm sure, did not want to be asked. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's important to bring this stuff out. So that's the kind of stuff I put into my head, the stuff that makes me think that gives me time to ponder yeah but i get to choose yeah 
So I'm not sure. I'll, although I gotta say, it's like yes, I have Netflix and stuff, but lately I put, I, I start looking at it and I just go, there's just I just don't there's nothing I really want to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, empty that way. It's just I I really just prefer the silence most of the time or music. Listening to music, I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, TV, like especially in my in my relationship with my ex, it's a lot of what she wanted to do. She didn't want to leave the house. We watched a lot of TV, and it has a very like addictive quality. I would find, oh, I got to watch the sure. next show. I got to watch, it. and I just I don't like that feeling being as attached to a show that makes me want to keep you know watching it. And, right, and, and they're designed to do that. Right. just like social media is. <laughs> social media is designed to get you know it's all addiction. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's why I have my. I love the how the iPhone. You can set limits on your stuff, and it can tell you uh-huh. it times out on you. You've used all your time for today on Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, Hi. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My 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 Pixel does the same thing. I just recently set it up. Yeah. You know, they they have a thing too called Focus Time. Mm. So you just hit the Focus Time, and nothing comes in. Oh, um, I like that. Ex- except for a phone call. Yeah. You know, if you get a, you don't want to block a phone call. Right, I mean, but at least there's all those notifications that pop up. You know? Well, yeah, actually, with Focus Time, you can tell it what what apps to allow or disallow, so that mm-hmm. makes it really helpful. Which brings up a question to me: um, which decluttering spaces? I mean, decluttering these cell phone spaces, these distractions, these social media. Do you find yourself working with people that have that issue problem that? stops them from spending time within themselves or and that is just another distraction absolutely our phones keep us tied in for sure yeah absolutely yeah. that's why for me personally i make sure i have to i have to get out in nature every day and disconnect from that thing uh-huh yeah and it's so weird now because being a sheltered in place i'm spending way more time on a computer in uh-huh. zoom meetings all the time Oh uh-huh. my gosh, that's so just draining to be on a screen all day long. I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, people can't see it, but I got you know I got these blue filter glasses. Oh, that's what those are. I could see the glasses. I don't know if you just. Had yeah. Some. So those are blue because filters. I have a I have astigmatism. I had to get these clip-ons, but I will tell you, it has given you know it's completely almost completely eliminated any kind of fatigue that oh, i would wow. have had on zoom yeah and wow. you can you can talk to anybody that uses a, uses them they'll tell you the same thing might want to look at getting some they're like 17 bucks on yeah, amazon yeah or for wherever. sure i spend way too yeah. much time on a screen these days <laughs> i know I <laughs> it reminds know. me when i was working in an office i'm like at my desk all day this is weird i'm used to going yeah. out being at networking events seeing a client going to a networking event <laughs> So if you're not seeing clients, do, are you doing Zoom with them and they're showing your sp- their space to you, or does that no? Make I have difference? no. I mean, I was offering Zoom, but nobody really wanted to pick up on that. They actually, the people that have me come into their home, they like me to be in their physical space with them. Right. So yeah, they don't they don't want to try to do it through Zoom, but not my current clients. I mean, in the future, I can probably find some new ones, but not the ones that I was currently working with. Uh huh. So, but I have I've had a couple clients that have still continued to work with me through COVID. They're fine with seeing me, so I've seen a couple clients through COVID. But that's yeah. nice. I'm so really what's next? The what's yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of yeah, exactly. Well, what I'm finding out uh, there's a lot of what's coming to light is that in businesses and stuff, people are finding out that staying at home instead of going to the office, they're actually getting a lot more done in less time. Yeah. So, so they're basically working less, but getting paid the same amount of money, and but getting more done. Yeah. So that's what we're starting to see, which yeah. is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, that whole eight-hour workday is BS. Yeah. 
you know. Exactly. You got to be at work for eight hours. You just got to get the work done. If you can get it yeah. done in four, you're done in four. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it mo- so motivates else? you to get it done, right? Yeah. So I'm just curious. What do you got? What do you have in your mind or uh, future for the next five years? Do oh you, gosh. Do you have? Do you have? Do you, have you thought about that much? Um, a lot has changed. I am. I'm focusing now with uh, the online summit that's coming up. I'm focusing on growing the coaching side of my business. So I'm really putting my focus there now. That you know the the coming into people's homes has been established here in the desert and that's, you know, paying the bills. Now I'm ready to branch off and start really focusing on the coaching piece where people can get even better results through that process. So that's my focus there. And one of the things that I realized uh, during my training as a CASA is that I realized that I want to provide a foster home in the future for foster kids. I want to be an emergency foster home. So that won't happen for a few years because I'll be a CASA for a couple of years and you can't do both. Um, mm. But my big vision is because I've never actually even wanted to own a house or any of those things because I like to rent rooms and not even own furniture because I don't want to accumulate stuff. It's stuff and I don't want to drag it around with me and I don't want to pack it up and I don't want to move it. But after attending my first day of CASA training, it just hit me that I want to be able to provide, a, you know, a temporary foster home for children in need when they get pulled out of their home in the middle of the night and just be that safe, stable place. And I want to be known as the home that no child ever gets turned away from because so many kids get bounced around from home to home to home. And I want to be known as the house that no kid ever has to leave until they get reunited with their family. So why do they get bounced around so much? I don't know anything about this. Well, due to, you know, when kids have traumas that they experience, they start to exhibit behaviors and Mm -hmm. people don't know how to handle the behaviors. And Mm -hmm. so as a foster parent getting a kid and they start exhibiting these violent behaviors instead of learning about it and stuff like that, they just give them back. Oh, we can't we can't keep them in our house. So then they go Mm -hmm. to another home and then they go to another home. And if they're if they exhibit really extreme behaviors then they wind up in a group home and they can't be placed and things like that so i want to be the house that there's no behavior that they they can't push me away there's no way that they're going to get pushed no 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 i i I get that about (laughs) you there's no pushing them away at all i've done everything in the book that they're going to try so Well, that, that's that's good to know. If there's if I'm looking for an excitement in my life, I'll give you a ring and say, "Is there anything I could do in my life that was just would be really different?" Have you tried this? No, no we don't want to do that. But anyway, it's fun. All right, Mel, let's wind this up. Um, stick around. I want to have a, another conversation with you. Most definitely. Okay. So once again, how do people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Probably best the way is um, you can call me, 619-602-3725. You can All right, do that again slowly. Oh, the East Coast came out. 619-602-3725. Boy, if you couldn't get that written down, then... Okay. <laughs> That's the best way, phone call, but yeah, also phone, the website. Yeah. And info at Decluttering Spaces is my email, and DeclutteringSpaces.com is the website. And there's no hyphens or anything? No. And you have a mail list, right? Yes. Great. Yes. So you, if you go to my website, the minute mm-hmm. that you come on my website, you'll see um, an opportunity to grab my free blueprint, The Seven Steps to Manage, Overwhelm, and Organize Any Space, which really just helps you take the stress and overwhelm out of trying nice. to get organized. Because my client's biggest challenge is I feel overwhelmed and I don't know where to start. 
Well, here you mm-hmm. go. This will take care of that for you. So you put your mm-hmm. name and email address in, and then you're on my mailing list. You'll get you'll get emails from me, and then you'll know when my new series comes out in July because I'll be announcing it through my email list. So if you want to be sure to know about that, then stop off at declutteringspaces.com and put your name and email address in. Great. Well, I recommend people do it. And you can right, find now, me on YouTube, too. I just don't know that it doesn't have a, like a, a customized channel name. So if you just Google Decluttering Spaces or Mel Robertson, you can find me on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's what I tell people. You want to know what my website is? Just Google my name. That's B-I-E-T-H-A-N, first name John. And bang, you'll see me all over the place. And you decide. That's what I tell people anyway. That's awesome. I love that. All right, Mel. Well, take care of yourself. Talk soon. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.